Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, and it's a big month. It's time for the every three-month tier shifts, which is what our topic is going to be today. And I'm not here alone. I've got another brilliant person with me. It's a tag team this month, so hearkening back to the old TCG set. It's Mr. Shark Finnegan. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you? I'm not bad. I am not bad. It's been... You know, it's been fun watching these kind of effects of the latest tier shift take place. It's only been on for, what, two weeks now as of Mm -hmm. release? Something like that? Yeah. No, it's happened then. Some ways have already kind of trickled in for some of these uh, droppers specifically. Yeah. Yeah, some tiering action has even started to take Mm -hmm. place. So they're on it. It's it's great to see. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How have you been just in general? What kind of what kind of Pokemon shenanigans have you been up to this last month? Because you were on last month's show, too. Yeah. Uh, mainly, I've been just been doing just a bunch of Draft League primarily. That's uh-huh. uh, uh, Specifically, I'm in a couple of Uber uh, Draft Leagues right now. Uh, one That's that we're, right. You mentioned that. One is a team tour with uh, me, uh, Cloud9, uh, P. McGee, and Huiku are all a part of. Ooh. Yep, so we basically just have three draft teams, and we can just kind of pick who plays what and kind of best best two out of three that each week with oh, those okay. teams. So that's, that's been so fun. Cool. What's been your most successful thing? You said it was like mainly Ubers, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's honestly one of the better ones I've been at lately, just kind of being able to get just the one big scary threat and be able to try to sweep <laughs> with it. Or sometimes you get like two, like... Depending on how it's tiered up, you usually get like either one broken one. Like one team that I have is like uh, mute. I can only get Mewtwo. Okay. But but I mean, when you have Mewtwo paired with things like Lando T, Infernape uh, for often uh, offensive power, and then you have like uh, Mega Agron, Umbreon, Pukumuku for like the big fat. Yeah. Oh, and Florges as well. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, this team's going to do pretty well. I'm not surprised Pukumuku was mentioned, just with McGee being part of it, honestly. Yeah, our team name is Team Larry, which is Larry's are the name <laughs> that P. McGee has given to Pukumuku, and we all drafted <laughs> Pukumuku on our teams. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And oh. the first week, P. McGee did not bring his, and me and Claude brought ours, and they, they both put in a lot of work. Did just, they really? Mm-hmm. I got a toxic kill off of on one of them, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... Oh, my... My opponent kept setting up with stuff, and unaware, Pukumuku kind of just sits there, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess if you don't know, if you're, haha, <laughs> if you're unaware of it, <laughs> exactly. you can do that. <laughs> exactly, oh gosh, exactly. A, that is hilarious. Ugh. But then, yeah, otherwise, uh... I've also did uh, the Puckle Game Night uh, stream this past weekend. Where, oh, yeah, I missed out on that. Yeah, where we played the classic Pokemon Master Trainer, Pokemon Master Trainer, which was a blast. Oh, and also, that sounds fun. Also, terrible game, but it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> That's the one with all the little tiles and everything, right? Yeah, exactly. You just basically have to... It's just a lot of really bad dice rolls tr- and just trying to... Mm. You really need to get uh, like a, a whole evolution line to even have a chance to really beat some of the Elite Four members. And we just yeah. kept like having like crazy luck and things. Like I think for most of it, we were having to fight like either Lance or uh, Blue... And they're like literally like you. It's nine impossible to beat them outright. You have to have the right cards in hand and have the right rolls at the right time, and hope no one else f's you up. Which <laughs> we weren't. Re- I think at the point where we were at that stage, we were just like just 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 in the game because it took three hours to get there. My gosh. <laughs> Yeah. I've still got most of those tiles physically. I had that game physically a long time ago, but I can't find the board for the life of me. And if I if I did, I know it wouldn't be complete. So, yeah. oh well. I, I'm curious how good mine is. I know I have it somewhere in my parents' house, but I, I have not seen mm-hmm. it recently. But I would love to pull that bad boy out. Exactly. Print out some replacement things. Exactly. Make a deck of it on your own. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. We'll both be looking for it at our respective parents' places. So exactly, whoever gets it first wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we are the we are the Battlecast. We are not the Pokemon Master to be a master or whatever the game yeah, is master. called. <laughs> master, whatever it cast. So we will dive into it. And this month is a little bit different than normal. Um, as I mentioned earlier, our topic itself is actually these tier changes that happen every three months. So we'll go over what the big changes are, what we can already see being impactful and everything. So we are going to hop on over to part one of Tier Time. And now it's time to see the results of this month's Blood, Sweat, and Tearing. And we are back, and we're starting off, as always, with the most interesting tier of all of them, that is Ubers. So take it away, Shark. You've got the most experience with Ubers recently, (laughs) what with that drafting thing. So what's going on in Ubers? Uh, Well, currently, what we got going on in Ubers is uh, a really scary little offensive core of uh, Lele and Calyrex Shadow Rider. Just uh, Lele being able to kind of spam psychic attacks fairly freely, and... 
Psychic Span being one of the bigger things in Ubers that you have to like account mm-hmm. for. So that mm-hmm. having that with also the Fairy Spam Moonblast. But then couple that with uh, Psychic Terrain's ability at, to prevent priority and Calyrex Shadow Rider being one of the fastest oh, yeah. spammable Pokemon in the format. Yeah, it's really scary. Yeah, nothing's hyper weak to both Sucker Punch and Shadow Sneak, so mm. that kind of limits how Eveltal can counter it. It still can, but oh, it, yeah. it changes what it can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a nasty little combo. Oh, yeah. That's definitely something that I've even seen some people try to do in Draft League, just that type of, like, psychic terrain spent, uh, with, like, things like Mewtwo or, like... Even something uh, like Lu- yeah. like Lunala is actually not too bad with that kind of thing. Just or Deoxys, mm-hmm. just be able to spam that kind of thing. But yeah, otherwise, uh, there's been some analysis recently done on using uh, berries on uh, Uber's format. Some of the big things, I think, being uh, Eternatus, using a whole bunch of different yeah. types of berries, such as uh, citrus berry. Uh, like citrus, haban, shuka, and I think even a, even a little bit of yachi. But I think those types of berries. The reason why they're useful is that one, Eternatus, or in these most of the Uber's Pokemon themselves have really high stats. They can be able to take take advantage of these resist berries. And the mm-hmm. other thing is that once these berries are used up, uh, Marshadow has a harder time being able to to attack you. Because Poltergeist. Oh, I didn't think of that. Okay. Yes, that's been wow. a that's a very like tricky, fun thing to counter Marshadow. Marshadow is stupid dumb. First of all, ghosts yeah. fighting. There's very little you can do about it. Uh, the big things that you do is you either run like itemless if you're like. To like on your fairy types that you know you can maybe be able to like eat the fighting attack and if they're running poltergeist you know you punish that. Uh, alternatively, these berries they'll give you at least that little one-off attack that you know you can be able to like take a hit or you know get some advantage out of. But then later on, now there's no, now you're immune to poltergeist. Right. So I think that's the big thing of why. Yeah, that so didn't good even in the occur format, to me. Or it's kind of gaining wow. usage in the format. Mm-hmm. And there's a few yeah, others that are kind of more niche-type things, like, uh, but, oh, back on Eternatus. Eternatus is poison, so it resists the fighting stab. So it actually becomes a really good Marshadow counter. For sure, yeah. But yeah, the thing And it's got, I see, one of the things that I see on here is my personal, one of my personal favorite strategies, which is Chesto Rest. Yes, uh, Zygarde on. being the main user there. So, oh yeah, that's yeah. Zygarde's so tanky, especially once you get it in the in its fully constructed form. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, you can just if you just set up a couple coils with it, and generally you could just pop off really well, thousand arrows. Mm-hmm. I love Zygarde. It's my I've re, I've redone my favorite of each type chart <laughs> recently, and it's uh it's moved to my favorite ground slot. So yeah, the only thing on that somewhere. like hurts it is like not having Stealth Rock. Like it doesn't yeah. have Stealth Rock, but other than that, it's really good. It is a yeah. really good ground, a really good dragon. It is bulky, the high heavens, and it can either bulk itself up or just go really uh, go fast and just bam thousand arrows for days. Mm-hmm. 
And it just needs the one offensive move, so. It really does. It can get by. Like, maybe you can stick in the dragon, but otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And even Glare. Glare's really good, too, on it. Yeah, super annoying. All right, well, very cool. That is Uber. It's pretty much in a nutshell. As mm-hmm. as usual, not much is happening with it just because it's kind of a an odd tier. But Yeah, it's yeah. more, it's whenever a big threat comes, how quickly do they deal with it? And if it's not a, that big of a deal, it just, it stays the same for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so let's move on down to the next tier. And we're going to do a little bit of jumping around here for part one. And we're going to skip OU and UU and jump down to RU just to give OU and UU the true respect that they deserve. They need to have kind of their own segment bit. So I will go ahead and hop into RU. So the last time we spoke, dear listener, the Durant ban had not banned. The Durant suspect had just begun. And the results came back a couple weeks after that, and Durant was ruled too much for the tier, so it has been banned from RU, so it's gone. So, with that um, tier shifting a couple of weeks ago, notably three things departed from the tier. Those are Seismitoad, Barrascuta, and Alolan Ninetales. Notably, Barrascuta and Alolan Ninetales jumped all the way from here to OU, so they completely bypassed UU at all. Um, just something to note for later. But yeah, the RU tier no longer has Seismitoad, Barrascuta, or Alolan Ninetales. And Grimmsnarl and Nidoqueen dropped from UU into this tier. So that's where they're at right now. If I had to guess, I think that Seismitoad, if we're being honest, is going to drop down again next month. Um, Rain is leaving UU again. Um, another thing is entering UU that's going to really give Seismitoad a lot of competition. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But I think Seismitoad will return. I think it really would depend on if how good Politoed Rain is in both UU or in UU. Uh, I think Rain is still a good. Uh, uh, Bear Scooter, uh, spoiler alert, it jumps all the way up to OU, yeah. so it kind of skirts around. So Seismitoad being one of the better swift swimmers in UU at the moment kind of at least potentially means it could stay. But, I mean, it really just depends on how good Politoed Rain is for UU at this current metagame. And uh, Politoed's not the really a good Rain. It's not as good as, uh, as, uh, Pelipper. as Pelipper. Yeah, Pelipper just gives you that momentum that Politoed does not. That's so yeah. important. And just recovery too. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's the only that's reason. But I don't take. disagree with you. But yeah. it's it's more. I think it's more if if Rain exists in UU anymore. Mm-hmm. And Seismato's weird in that it's both defensive and offensive depending on what the ability you select is. So I mean, you can either have the water immunity and be a wall, or go offensive and do the swift swim thing. So it can really kind of choose. That's it's that's one big advantage it has. Um, that said, though, because Seismitoad is gone, Raiko gets to go even crazier, as well as just any other electric types, because one of the big electric immunities has now left. Uh, Raiko doesn't really have good coverage for it either, so 
mm-hmm. it can run other things with impunity. The other the other ground type that entered, like Nido Queen, um, gets popped by Scald, which Raikou learns for some reason. So, yeah, Raikou gets Scald and Weather Ball, so it has both yeah. uh, available to it. So whether it's yeah. a rain or not, it's gonna it's gonna be able to be a menace. Yeah, it's got a great move set for what it is. I'm, oh, it didn't lose much from the hidden power leaving because it gained Scald. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Exactly. So it's got Scald. It's got Oris. Yeah, it basically deals with most of the, its checks except for the water ground water absorb Pokemon. Exactly. Cough, cough. Seismicode. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so a new arrival, as we mentioned a minute ago, Grim Snarl is getting a little bit of chatter. Honestly, though, it's it's kind of not quite dead on arrival, but close because of that light clay ban that happened with UU and everything else below OU. Uh, so Grim Snarl's biggest quote unquote niche of prankster screens is a little bit nerfed. It can still do it, but you know it just loses those three turns. Granted by the light clay. Though to be uh, fair, that's... if you look at some of the, the like and currently in RU, the top two Pokemon, well, the top Pokemon is Flygon, which mm-hmm. Grimmsnarl does a de- decent time checking. Umbreon, Grimmsnarl can can you know take on. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a couple fairies though that are still there that make it a little harder, but it's got absolutely. But still, it's like it can have a niche, but it's going to be definitely more offensive than that support set that you that's typically run with it. Exactly. It might be like a support attacker with something like Thunder Wave Taunt and its stabs or maybe a bulk up attacker because that's boosted by Prankster 2. You can absorb hits better than you would expect. Prankster Uh, sub is fun. Yep. So, I mean, I think someone will find a good use for it that has a niche here. Uh, I don't personally see it going much lower than RU because it's pretty darn good and I think RU is a good spot for it. That's just my opinion, just guessing. But yeah, that's what I think it'll end up being. Probably not a screen setter. It can be in some situations, but more than likely some kind of hybrid utility and offense thing with its stabs because Fairy Dark is really good, even in this area. Lots of things are hit neutrally by that combination. Oh, so yeah. Grimmsnarl probably has a good place down here. Um, on the topic of weather, which we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, there's a little bit of a resurgence of hail. Even though they lost Alola Ninetales, they still have access to Vanillux. And Arctivish is starting to see a little bit of traction because, <laughs> you know, Arctizolt is gone. And That's why not awesome. just go down to the next thing? <laughs> But, I mean, to be fair, Vanillix is actually a really good, like, it could be a very good Pokemon. It's got a really yeah. good stat line and just the right, just needs a little more speed, but 110 special attacks, uh, spammable Blizzard is never bad. Yeah, and it gets some funky moves, too. I think it gets Freeze Dry, of course, but it also gets access to Taunt, which is a big thing for it. Mm-hmm. So it's surprisingly got a lot of utility to it. Mm-hmm. Not quite... Ninetales Aurora Veil level of utility, but it can still do that too, I think. Uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, I should be able to do that. Yeah. It can also do some weird... It can also just, you know, explode to get momentum into things. Also that. That's true too. I'd forgotten about that. So yeah, it's it's got its own 95, set of stuff. 95 uh, explosions, not bad. Yeah. But 
other than that, honestly, RU has been a little bit quiet. If we're if we're being honest, the drops and departs are not enormously notable. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike a couple of the other tiers that we're going to talk about. So let's just hop into the next one. Yes. Tell me a little bit about NU, Shark. Speaking about those, yeah, speaking about making noise, uh, yeah. what comes in, uh, first of all, you got Duo Blade, which is, you know, a really nice Pokemon in that format. You know, it's got, with Eviolite, it's got, it's ridiculously bulky, and it's got good, you know, good ghost spammable attacks. It can be offensive, defensive. Mm-hmm. Toxic sets or, you know, uh, Sacred Sword to be able to break through some of those defensive pieces in the format like Bronzong and Deancey's not bad. Yeah, those but, like to boost their defense, so Sacred Sword going through those is great. Mm-hmm. But more notably than that, uh, Reggie Drago and Snorlax come in and immediately are quick banned. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because Reggie Drago is, uh, on, like, it's really shouldn't be in honestly i don't think should be in you given what pokemon are there mm-hmm. i mean yes you have things like sylveon and Deancey in the top bit richie drago is just capable of winning games outright it's like in the yeah. right if you if they're gone and you have not taken out a scarf or done enough to uh protect yourself from scarf dragon energy yeah it's over Yep. So you have that. Yeah, that one was too much. It was too much, too fast. They decided to quick ban it. Uh, and it was completely unanimous. Uh, Snorlax was not unanimous. And kind of how they handled Glastrier, how it kind of came in, was quick ban, and then they let it back in safely to test it for real. They're doing the same thing with Snorlax now. They're mm-hmm. letting it come in and just see how it does. But uh, it's in the suspect now. Now that they kind of, like, waited to see, like, okay, people weren't sure about it, so, like, let's see how bad it really is. And, yeah, it is currently being suspected in about a week's time. Uh, They should have the results of that, so... Yep. October 19th is when the testing ends, so if you want to hop in and get the requirements for it, that's how long you have until... Yeah, I don't think it's actually too bad to get there. You do have to play 50 games. Oh, uh, you need at least 30 games, but you can definitely... I think the GXC seems a little bit lower than than what like than typical OU ban, uh, ban uh, suspect tests. So if that's something you want to do, if you want to see how good Snorlax is and the two really good sets for it, which are currently Choice Band and Curse... Because Mudsdale, also in the format, has been known to run a choice band set. It basically kind of slots in pretty well. Uh, and it, Snorlax has really good coverage moves. Uh, and yeah, it does. Earthquake yeah. and Dar- Earthquake or Darkest Lariat for Bronzong. Uh, Dark, uh, Earthquake for Deancey, who would stop it. And yeah, I think it pretty much hits everything else in the top 10 at the moment of NU. I mean, it isn't like. Flame body Talonflame, but I don't think Talonflame likes body slams, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then just cur- the curse set. It can get stupidly bulky, and there's very... There's not too much that can break it easily once it's able to start popping off. Yeah, with its natural special defense set, too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, the real big fighting type is going to be Surfetch and to try to break it, so we'll see... We'll see for for sure how it does, but I don't know if it's going to last myself here. Mm-hmm. 
From what I could read, the overall impression is that it's pretty balanced for the most part. Uh, it's nice that it adds something else that can resist Ghost, which, which there are a lot of down there, especially now with Deblade as well, just adding to that. Um, but it can kind of get out of hand quickly if you don't deal with it. So, mm-hmm. a threat, but not broken is the impression I'm getting so far. Yeah. Uh, we do still have a week left, so who knows. Yeah, so it's on that edge, for sure. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And mm-hmm. we have, I mean, it's going to be interesting how everything's going to unfold in the next few months here with BDSP and Legends Arceus and home connectivity. We'll see how that all unfolds in this format. So yeah. That'll be interesting to I'm see. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. So it may be a new band for a little bit, but we'll see how, we'll see how that all shifts. Exactly. That's probably not happening till 2022, though, unfortunately, yeah. based on the home announcement. So we have a while. Mm-hmm. But not too long. Not too long to be on band. Exactly. Maybe Reggie Drago will be good, uh, not, uh, or be good enough for NU. <laughs> there might be some things that keep it in check now. Exactly. Some other weird fairy, like. That, that we get from from Hisui. Well, I don't got, know. I mean, you got Florges. Probably. I mean, if Sylveon is in Inu, I'm pretty sure Florges will be in Inu. And yeah, they're... what if they give it a a grass Hisuian form? Yeah, maybe. N- not fairy grass. Just straight up grass. <laughs> just be wrong on both forms. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess a couple other things that happened here, too, is there's been a little bit of respect given for a couple more Pokemon down here that I'm seeing. Do you want to oh, hit yes. those real fast? Oh, yes. Um, uh, first of all, Talonflame is just really good at being a def- fairly defensive Pokemon in this format. It doesn't like yeah. seem like it, but Fire Flying is really a good defensive type. And being able, with its Flame Body and its Speed and being able to taunt will-o'-wisp and pivot out it's got a lot in its toolkit to be able to just have a good control on the format and be able to kind of check certain things um as well uh inteleon is really good offensive water type it's got a pretty solid move pull and gives you that momentum with u-turn and flip turn uh in ddf you've got the scary expanding force uh, psychic terrain combination with Dazzling Gleam. So basically just a mini Lele. Yeah. Uh, Togedemaru is a good check right now to, end, uh, to run a Mo, which is one of the, the, right now as of September number three in the format. Yeah, arguably it's the best Scarfer in the tier, so it's good to have something to pause it at least. Mm-hmm. And it gives you wish support out of this little, the little spiky hedgehog boy there i always forget it learns that i'm always su- every time i'm surprised to learn that it learns wish yeah i wish it learned spikes time. i wish it learned spikes i'm s- doesn't it now it does not learn I thought it did it does not learn spikes i tried to use it what in draft league it just didn't work but then again, I was using it in the Uber's League, which is probably not the best way to try to use it. I had <laughs> some cheeky problem, sex. Right? It had some cheeky potential of like, you know, you could do like sturdy, like endeavors, you know, you could do, it could do, be annoying. It can nuzzle. It could do a lot of little things, but it just like, I want it to have spikes as well. And it didn't have spikes. And it just I had to check you because honestly, I didn't believe you. I thought it got some, I thought it got something, but it gets nothing. Just not get, just not get any sort of hazards. 
Like, if it was Hazards, I'm pretty sure it'd be more popular in Inu. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's got iron barbs. What the? It's got iron barbs, spiky shield, but not spikes. Why not spikes? spikes? It doesn't oh, shoot wow. its little quills out. No, it just keeps them on its body. I guess that's the I more guess... appropriate thing to mm-hmm. do. I keep my appendages on my body as well. <laughs> and then, lastly, but not leastly, is Sneasel. Because of Ooh. just how good Dark and Knockoff is. I think this generation, I think without Megas and Z-Crystals right now, Knockoff spam is just really potent. And I think that's one thing that we've learned from the 500 Club that turn, uh, from yeah. last month's topic. Yeah, Dark types are really good, especially when they can spam, like, stab knockoff. We had to, yep. there was, I think, three of them banned. Uh, Bish- were there really? Yes, uh, Bisharp was banned, uh, Crawdont was banned, and let me see, what was the last one? There's another one that was just, oh, Pangoro. It was first Pangoro and Bisharp week uh. one, just because Pangoro as well. Just being able to have it's the it's I mean it's Urshifu, mm-hmm, it's a Urshifu yeah. in the format. We can't let Urshifu be in the format. <laughs> no, no, no budget Urshifu for you. Get no, out of here. <laughs> yeah, no Urshifu or AK Pongoro, and then yeah, yeah Bisharp and uh, Crawdont, and there was even minor talks of Scrafty at at point, but I think it was more in jest. But Scrafty as well, like it was. I mean, knockoff is strong. And when there's nothing, nothing wants to eat it right now in the format. And when you have a Pokemon like Sneasel, that's got still, like, even it's, even it's not as fast or as hard hitting as it's, you know, it's fully evolved form, it's still really good. And triple axle, heavy duty boots, choice band, choice scarf, whatever you want to use, even wide lens with triple axle just to make sure you don't, you hit all three triple axles. Yeah. That's ugly. Mm-hmm. I've even seen some discussion of Sneasel being used in UU. Like, that's how good the ice-dark combo and knockoff is, so. Yeah, when you look at UU, I mean, I can believe it, just given, like, just the top Pokemon as of September, when you have mm-hmm. things like Kamao, Crocodile, Salamence, Thunderous, they all don't want to take Ice or, or Jirachi, just want to take knockoff. Yeah, yeah, like all those, like Aegis Laps doesn't want to take knockoff either. Yeah, so like most of those don't want to take it. Like Rotomosh takes it okay. I mean, it doesn't want to lose its item. Same with Celesteela. Same with Amoongus. Nothing Same wants to, to lose its item. That's no. The thing. And it's good. Lesneasel's got 115 speed, 95 attack. Like it has the it's, stats where it needs it. It's just enough. I don't, like in Yu I think it needs a little bit more to get there. Yeah. But I can see why it's being discussed because, I mean, I've used it before just as like, you know, as a budget weevil as that, you know, in draft league, just as a little speed threat that, you know, will revenge kill anything pretty much. And mm-hmm. it does a decent job at it. So, yeah, not to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. So I think we have All one right. more format we're going to talk about before the big meat of the show. Yes, we do, and that is PU, the the bottom tier. So, there weren't any bans or really any arrivals because it's PU. Nothing really drops into PU, or didn't, rather, this time. Um, so, 
the only things that really happened were departures, which are things that got enough usage to leave the tier. Those are two Pokemon, Silvalli Steel, and Passimian, which is honestly a very, very big loss, especially for Passimian, honestly. Um, both of those were two semi-reliable Drampa checks, which uh, a couple months ago was unbanned and was allowed to be used again around the same time as Executor Alolan. Uh, that one was banned, but Drampa still is down there, and Passimian was part of what was keeping it down there and keeping it in check. Now that that's gone, the old goofy dragon is kind of going a little bit berserk. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of jokes in the discussion threads about all the uh, the NU players stealing the good fighting types from PU because they banned all of their own. So. <laughs> Here we are, them stealing the final good one in Passimian. Because really, they have a couple other fighting types, but not that are to the same caliber. Those really are Sock and Hitmonlee, and maybe fighting type Sylvali. But, you know, those all are hurt in one way or another in strength, in speed, or for Sylvali's case, not being able to run an item like Scarf. So there's pros and cons to each one of them. Mm-hmm. Drampa oftentimes was running a Coppleberry in order to lure in Pessimian and then bop it when it <laughs> tried to take it out. Uh, now it doesn't have to do that. It can run other scarier items or take its sweet time to set up Calm Minds, uh, making it yet more lethal. God, 130 with Berserk. Yeah. And with this, honestly, the speed helps with the Berserk too because it being slower, you can trigger Berserk before you're turn occurs Mm. before your attack happens so yeah it's pretty good um between sylvali steel and passimian they also checked a lot of other things down in this tier namely scrafty charizard serena and galarian articuno were all things that those two in tandem or individually checked so they'll start to see a bit of surging uh, giving things like hazard removal a little bit more leeway because of Charizard and Serena, like those two together, Serena can spin. Charizard takes advantage of no rocks being down. Articuno too, same thing. Defog might be a lot more common. So just watch for watch for triggering Art- Articuno's competitive. That's a scary thing to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Pas- I mean, you still had to worry about it when Passimian was there in case it was running Defiant. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's its main ability that does any good, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think, oh, I think, it, does he get Mole Breaker? Let's see. Pause in Pause for quick looking up. It gets re- Receiver and Defiant. That's oh, right. Gets, Receiver. So does is good. Receiver. So Defiant is its ability for singles. Yeah. Let's act, act like Receiver doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, so. this is, this is singles format discussion here, not doubles. Yeah. Honestly, Passimian being gone means Defog is much like, better. super common because it's not gone. Or we're not triggering Defiant all the time. Yeah, so, you still yeah, have Articuno, but it but otherwise, yeah, like that's that's it. So it's gonna be a little easier to sneak in those defogs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I didn't think of I forgot about it gets Defiant. I thought it just basically was like Zygarde and had no ability. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Nope, it has an actual ability. Mm-hmm. 
No, I used it as well in uh, the 500 Club, just like Scarf Defiant. And there was a couple of times that webs happened. It's like, well, I'm now plus two at normal speed. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Webs will probably go crazy now at least a little bit because a lot of good setters are down Actually, here, Actually, webs is not bad in P would be in PU because, I mean, you're not triggering competitive off of Galarian Articuno. Yeah, it flies. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, on that team? Ooh, that'd be good. Because you're yeah. enforcing your opponent. Use your webs, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Webs would be good. Because you get to... Yeah. You have to force P-Fog to trigger it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to make a prediction, though, I'm expecting some kind of action on Drampa to take place in the near future, because it's probably going to be too much now that its primary check is gone. And, like, things that are trying to slot for coverage for it just don't do enough. It's bulky. It's not fragile by any means. Passimian was good because it could one-shot it with close combat because it's got a huge attack stat. But stuff like Mesprit just slotting in Dazzling Gleam to try might do 50%. Like, it's not good. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you might get Serena with, like, a high jump kick doing close. And, like... It's going to just, it's going to take, you're going to have to trade. It's not going to be a one uh-huh. for one. Like it's not, or it's not yeah. going to be like Drampa, like take something and then you can easily take it back out with, you know, with Passimian. No, you're going to have to wear it. You may have to take two hits to take down Drampa. Yeah. Which we'll see. We'll see what happens. Part. It ta- did not, as of September, it did not climb the top 10 in PU, but I imagine that's going to change. As you said, with Passimian gone. Even with Savali Steel, honestly, just because Steel's a good dragon. A good check to its stabs. Yeah. It does get Flamethrower, though. Yeah. It's got so. a stupid coverage. It's got crazy. It's got cool. Surf. I think it gets Thunderbolt. And yeah. It, Thunderbolt, oh, Surf, Flamethrower. Cool. Mm-hmm. That covers pretty much everything in the top 10, almost. Right there. Mm-hmm. Not in addition to its own two stabs. Yeah. Goofiness. All right, but that's the first three of three. How many was that? Four? I Whatever. Numbers are irrelevant. That's the first handful of tiers. We are going to take one small segment break and come back at you with OU and UU. We will be right back. And now for our main topic. And we're back with part two of Tier Time with the big ones, the OU and the UU, which have by far the biggest changes to them, at least as UU is concerned. OU is in a stable kind of in a stable kind of place right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I would say so. I'd say right now it's been pretty good. Just the the big thing with the hail, it's kind of stabilized a bit. Now it's, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's definitely here to stay. It wasn't just a the fluke for sure. That's when we start looking at what rose into it. Yeah, I mean, Nine Tails jumping from RU to OU in in one tier shift period. Yeah, kind of speaks for that. Yeah, I'm as s- well as Pelipper rising honestly as counter weather. Yep. So you got yeah, you got bought. Basically, the big risers into OU, you've got Victini and Blacephalon jumping from UUBL. Uh, Buzzwall mm-hmm. and uh, Pelipper going from UU proper. And then Bear Scuda and uh, Alola Ninetales jumping from RU. So, yeah, you've got yep. Hale as the king f- uh, weather of the format right now. And Rain trying to kind of counter it. Sand doesn't yep. 
do well in the current weather wars. It really doesn't. And if you're honestly the sand thing, it's like you're accidentally having sand on your team. You're either running a Tyranitar and using that to boost its special defense or running a Hapaudon just to have a fat ground. You're not I haven't seen a whole lot of things built around the sand anymore, even with Dracozult existing. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's just a worse weather, I guess. Oh, well. Oh. Sand is just kind of there by accident. It's good by yeah. itself, it's though. Had, so. It's definitely had a lot of moments, and we'll definitely get into some of the ramifications of what's happened here. For sure, yeah. That's one of the, that's one of the big reasons, sand being meh, that one of the UU things takes place. But... We won't give that away, even though our smarter listeners probably figured it out already. Uh, we are going to quickly discuss the Community Pulse survey that happened in the last couple of weeks. They do that every once in a while. I think they're on a set schedule, but I don't, for the life of me, remember what that set schedule is. But they sent out that survey. You could respond to it if you wanted to, and they have the results back as of a couple of days ago. And for the most part, People view the Sword Shield format for OU as pretty good and pretty competitive. Both fun to play and good feeling as far as, like, does it feel fair, competitive is the word that, of course, we're using. Mm -hmm. um, most people rank it on a scale of 1 to 10 at around a 7 or 8. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Not 7.8? Too much water? <laughs> not 7.8. There's <laughs> not enough water, if you if you will. Uh the only thing, they asked a couple questions. I took the survey myself. I don't know if you did. Um, yeah, I did not. But, but for, yeah. okay. For some of the people who are listening, they probably remember a couple of the things. They asked about three specific Pokemon or things in the, in the survey. One of them was Qrem. One of them was Magnet Pull. One of them was. Dragapult. Oh gosh, now that I'm trying to remember it. No, it wasn't actually Dragapult, I don't think. Heatran. Heatran ah, was the other one. Yeah. I can't believe uh, no, wait, maybe it was Dragapult. Dragapult and Heatran. Those are them. I can believe so either of them. <laughs> yeah, Q-Rem, Magnet Pull, Dragapult, and Heatran. And Weavile, actually, now that I think about it. So that was, the, that was the slate that they asked specifically on. Of those, the only one that really had a noteworthy response that people think needs some kind of action was Q-Rem, of all things. Uh, most people in the overall survey leaned towards no action being needed, but when they got to, like, the qualified players, they called it, people who are on the ladder high enough and have a decent experience level with things, 49% of them think that at the very least, like, of course, in that 49%, there's multiple brackets, like, people who think it absolutely needs to happen with a suspect or people who think that at least a suspect should take place so they can really answer that question. Totaled together... 49% of those upper ladder players think something needs to probably happen with QREM. So we may have another OU suspect test finally on the horizon. The other one that was kind of controversial was Magnet Pull as an ability. There's, there was a lot of discussion spurring a couple of weeks ago about whether Magnet Pull was competitive and what the real difference is between Magnet Pull and Shadow Tags and things like that. Like, what's the actual, f by definition of everything, difference? What is the meat? Is it competitive? That kind of thing. So they gave a, they got a pulse on that, and 78% of the general public and 65% of the upper ladder players 
don't think it's an issue. So most likely nothing will be happening with Magnet Pool because a vast majority, uh, super majority, if you will, of players don't think it's uncompetitive or a problem. Yeah, I think almost half you- just like really just have like think Magnet Pool is totally fine and not even worth considering. Like like that's the, the most chill. So if more than half are just like nothing needs to happen mm-hmm. at all not even like not even willing to listen to it it looks like so yeah like a strongly disagree exactly. kind, of, kind of level mm-hmm. so yeah i think magna pull is fine and i think i mean that doesn't affect too many things right now i think as well or the things that it can affect you know can counter the magna pull up because the really is only one magna pull pokemon right now being magna zone and yep yeah, it can trap Corviknight, but Corviknight can be usually built with body press in in mind for it. Ferrothorn will run body press. Heatran deals with it on easily on its own. Mm-hmm. Scissor should be able to U-turn on, I think. Yeah. Now that there's no hidden power fire coming at it, it could probably get out yeah. even after absorbing a Thunderbolt if it needed to. Mm-hmm. Malmetal can... Most Scizor are especially defensive, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think most of the Steels actually can counter it well enough, so... Or and if they don't want to counter it, they run shed shell. Yep. For better and, and for I think worse, most they, of the Yeah. I think the biggest reason it was on there was because in the discussion forums there was a lot of heated discussion about like why is why are we making a different rule for this? Fundamentally it is the same as Arena Trap and Shadow Tag. Like why are we making an exception for magnet pull? Is it just so we can have something to counter steels and make them not as good because steel is good? Like what's by definitions and like tiering rules and things like that, what makes this different? There was a lot of heated discussion about that, even by some of the badged members that were on both sides of that argument. So that's why it was on here, but it came back. People don't think it's a problem. So here we are. Um the other thing, the only other thing that came even close to people thinking that action of some sort needed to be taken, was Dragapult, with 28% of the general public thinking something needs to be done. That's not enough to warrant anything. Dragapult is thereby not really a problem and not on people's radar at the moment. Everything else was even lower than that by a fair, fair amount. So Weavile's fine, Heatran is fine, um, and overall, the... OU meta is in a real good place with the only thing being possibly QREM yeah. down the line. So Which I can understand. Let's take a look honestly. at like what's being used. Uh, yeah, me too, honestly. Like it's it's got a good typing, it's got good stabs. It could be very it could usually slap a scarf, it could put up a sub Bruce Toxic. It's got it's got a good variety ability. But I think right now, I mean it's what, September usage, it's number twenty? Yep. It's not even like Lando T's way up at the top. I mean, I don't think it's an issue. It always will be, honestly. Yeah, I mean Lando T, yeah. Not until, you know, BDSP gives Glycor back, but that's a different that's a different topic. <laughs> That'll shave off ten percent. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think the thing that puts Kirim over in my opinion is the freeze dry move, which, you know, makes it so typical waters can't counter it anymore. They're actually weak to it. And on top of that, it has the freeze chance on a lot of its moves, which is a huge contributing factor to, like, making a consistent counter work. Because if it gets that freeze chance, it's much more lethal than a random Dragapult special defense drop from Shadow Ball. That 
takes a Pokemon out of commission for basically the rest of the battle. That's fair. So that on its most spammable stab move is probably what kind of is making people lean towards over the edge. Even Tapu Fini, which has had an enormous surge of usability. It's actually the number one Tapu right now. Yeah. Um, Just above Lele. Lele finally has got an enormous variety. Come again, I'm sorry? Lele's, I think, finally peaking up at the top ten. I think it's kind of been stuck in that middle bunch for a long time. Yeah. Lele's a terrifying breaker. And, you know, Lele and Kyurem together, they have similar checks. Like Scizor, for instance, which has finally found its place as a Qrim stop and a Lele stop because Lele doesn't have hidden power fire. Ha ha ha. Yet. Um, <laughs> yet. Yeah. Please, no. Don't. Don't do that to me. Uh, but yeah, Scizor is, you know, stopping it in a, in a way. Yeah. It can't bullet punch, but it can take the hits and recover. Um, but they have similar checks and counters, so one can pressure the other and overwhelm the other is the thing. Mm-hmm. So, Lele is scarier than Qrem as a breaker, but as far as having counters, I think Qrem is is the scarier of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clefable has fallen from grace really hard. Yeah, just from what I'm seeing, like I think it's been top ten for forever, but now it's number twelve. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I guess I think it's I think it's really just kind of been I think Heatran kind of popping up more. It's kind of kind of put it down. It's not, Clefable isn't as crucial to being able to kind of stop any, there's not a big physical threat that Clefable just outright stops right now. And I think with just some of the steals, specifically I think Heatran bumping up being a good special wall, Magnastorm's trapping all the stuff, all the coverage it can get. Yeah, makes it just Mm -hmm. a real, real big, good defensive option, offensive option in this format. Yeah. I think it goes without mentioning that Landorus Therian is the top. It's currently sitting at 44.5% usage. Um, and not a problem. And I know what you're thinking, listener. I know what you're thinking, listener. Doesn't that mean it's uncompetitive and unbalanced? No. I'm sorry. I was. I also hate it, but not because it's uncompetitive, just because it's common. Um, it's just good at what it does. It adapts well. It's mainly being run as a special defensive wall nowadays. <laughs> but... I mean, but yeah, I mean, so, given the th- kind of there's enough threats, I think, in the format that keeps Landorus in check. You've got Weavile there, being able to yeah. just you can ice shard or just you know triple axle icicle crash just fine. Feeny can still you know still spam water moves fine. Pult can still potentially break it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. You've got Cartana you, can even overwhelm it. Not to mention right, both Rain and Hail teams still existing in this format as well. So uh, there's yeah. enough stuff around that I think that it's not a, as big of an issue. Yep. There's a lot of ways that if you have Lando on your team, um, you can be taken advantage of in a sense because of things like Hail. People will aim to take out that Landorus. So even though it's at 44% usage, it can still actually be potentially a liability, depending on what happens. Oh, yeah. Like Ice Beam on your Galarian Slowking. For me personally, I run, I love Galarian Slowking. I've fallen in love with that thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the best. Especially of, paired with Buzzwool. Yeah, it's the best of the slow right now because of it. For sure. I think that it doesn't get teleport, which sucks. But I think Correct. it's, but I think the poison typing is better. Yeah. Because it's a better and, fighting check. Yeah, 
it, it really adds and it can absorb toxic spikes too and make those like the its existence alone is making so toxic spikes just don't happen mm-hmm. so that's nice um, but for me i i ev train mine so that it can absorb an earthquake from lando and ice beam it to death nice yeah so i can trick it i can make it i can make a seemingly bad situation into a win for me so haha <laughs> um i don't see skarmory on this list spoiler alert yeah no, where's it's Star- falling out of grace real hard yeah there's just better flyings corvanite's on here dragonite is on here doing incredibly well tornadus zapdos uh Ferrothorn is a better spiker honestly yeah no there's t- and a lot of the th- a lot of things that <clears throat> you would send it in on like it it can't stop physical attackers in ou right now because garchomp runs firefang now weavile is weavile and will just ice move you to death <laughs> yeah. and i I would imagine that triple axle two shots. I'm here. pretty sure that yeah, no, uh, it should two shot easily. And Corviknight's just better because it actually has a special defense stat to go with the other, so it can actually kind of stand a chance against Lele. Yeah, the balanced defense so. be- of Corviknight is definitely a better thing for it because it can build bulk. Yeah. It can bulk up to boost its defense, and it has the special defense to handle things like you know, like Clefable Fire flamethrowers slow king flamethrowers occasionally you know things like that you know from the exactly from the walls so i'll leave you with one spice idea if you want to be a fancy ou person and that is what's sitting at number 27 mew uh run it dragon dance take people off guard yeah no that's my recommendation yeah Mew can do a lot of things yeah dragon dance looks looks good yeah dragon dance fire move Ground move. Yeah. And psychic, I think, would do enough. Yeah. It can tear through a whole lot of stuff. So I that's think. my that's my spice rack. I don't have a set for you, but just, just do it. Yeah. Trust me. I'm just spitballing what I think probably the coverage you run based on usage. Mm-hmm. But maybe you run psychic fighting dark. You can drain punch, earthquake. You can do anything, yeah. really. Uh, yeah, I mean, Flare Blitz is probably a given. Yeah. I think with a couple things like Corviknight and Ferrothorn that... Weavile, mm-hmm. Cartana. Yeah. You know, fire me- Fire seems good for sure. Yeah. Anywho, let's get to the big one, which had the most changes on their, like, terrifying in some way. We are moving to UU, which is the big tier for this month of October. So I'll quickly run through all of the things entering and leaving. So first of all, they unbanned Latias. So Latias is back in underused. Four Pokemon left underused. That is Buzzwool, Pelipper, and technically Alolan Ninetales and Barrascuta, since they jumped from RU all the way up to OU. So that's four Mons that are no longer usable there. And finally, the ones that dropped from OU into UU. They are Excadrill, Skarmory, Hydreigon, Mandibuzz, Cantonian Slowking and Swampert. And holy macaroni, that is two Pokemon that were previously Uber that are now in underused. Can you freaking believe that? Yeah, I cannot because I remember when playing L- in Gen 5 when Excadrill was banned. And I was playing Sand mm-hmm. a lot. And we touched on it earlier. Just like, Sand just was not as good in OU anymore. And it just fell down. 
a lot. It was near the uh, Excadrill was like 37th on the OU usage stats uh, for September. Mm-hmm. But when you factor in all those months all together, Excadrill just did not have a place at the moment. Yeah. With sand plus just everything else in the format. Yeah. So let me go over a little bit of what like what Excadrill could possibly do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna tag team this. Shark and I have coordinated, and we're gonna go over the the ones that dropped and like what each one of them can do and what their impacts could be. So I'll start off with Excadrill, and we finally have something in UU that's an offensive steel that can handle the Rotom forms because it's got Mold Breaker. So Levitate does not matter to it. It can wreck common spin blockers. Meaning that, you know, it can go through bouncers. I don't think there's any bouncers that are relevant. There's Hatterene, I suppose, but it's not coming in on Excadrill. But it can wreck a lot of things that would just generally be trying to block it or defog. So it can reliably set its own stealth rock. It can also, you know, we mentioned Sand. It can still do that. There's nothing stopping it. And Gigalith exists. So Sand can be set. So you could do that. It's just a really big bummer that both it and Skarmory dropped at the same time. So it really, in that sense, restricts it to being a Mold Breaker user and doing what it needs to do that way. But it's good. It, it has a surprisingly bulky ability ability to go bulky, rather, uh, because it's got that massive HP stat. And it can be a special defensive wall. It can be a fairy killer. It can, as I mentioned, the Rotom killing. It's good for just being a general good ground and a general good steel that you you kind of needs however so i just don't know if it's gonna it's definitely not broken it's definitely like when right. you see when you like the the same reaction that i had was like oh my gosh age slash what are you doing a you you you're a big threat or whatever but i think yeah but when you see what I think everything else in the format, and even the UU, was able just like it, it's balanced enough. Excadrill, when you look at the usage stat in as of September, you have Kamo, def, like defensive Kamo. You have Jirachi, yep, uh, Crocodile, Solomons, Aegislash, Celesteela, like those top six, right? And then even Rotom Wash. Uh, well, Rotom Wash is like fifty fifty with the Mold Breaker since you're going to be running that one more often. But those first ones, like. Those all can do reasonable job checking Excadrill in their own way. So it's not Excadrill's not going to just storm the format the same way that like Snorlax or like Reggie Drago. Like, oh my gosh, Instaban. No, it's. I think it's going to have a good solid place in there, but not be broken. Just be a good, reliable, you know, ground steel. Mm-hmm. That's it is good for it that it enters right when Buzzwool leaves because that would just really stink for it. Oh yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. So that's Escadrille. You want to take us through the next one, Shark? Yeah, and then we go to Skarmory, which I think big thing. It's kind of being undershadowed by Corviknight mostly on in OU, and then I think with the Hail and Arctazolt kind of coming up, Skarmory just really didn't have a good place anymore. So. It's just kind mm-hmm. of finally found its way down here. Being, but it's still like a really good, uh, good bulky steel flying type, just like Celesteela is. But it's got that ability to kind of put up, just put up the hazards, um, put up defog, and be a good 
just a good defensive piece on most of these teams here. I th- given the other steals here, I think Skarmory fits fairly nicely. It has a good niche over things like Celestela. Wonder or I think Celestela mm-hmm. gets a chance to be a bit more offensive now when you have Skarmory in the format too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it can tap into that meteor beam set maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think Spikes as well is just going to be really good in this format as well. None of the yeah, reliable spikers, something they haven't had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, that's meta-defining, yeah. honestly. Just Skarmory existing will really change a lot of what physical attackers can be used. So Yeah, it's definitely going to be, and it's going to be interesting with Kamo being the number, the current number one. I'm curious where Skarmory, Skarmory does a decent job checking it. So I'm curious Maybe. where that, how Kamo adapts to it. Does it get... Is it going to be a bit more special, or is it going to just still be the defensive piece, and you're just going to pivot out more often, or what are you going to do with it? So, Yeah. I imagine it'll start going special. Going that Throat Spray. it does get Flamethrower. Yeah. Throat Spray, Clangor Skull, Soul, or even just Throat Spray Boom Burst. Still good with it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how the meta adjusts with that, because there's a lot of good steals. So... And plus, with extra drill here as well, it's just kind of like, well, where where are the niches here? Aegislash, mm-hmm. obviously, is going to be your big breaker, I think, of all of them in the top. Drachi being the general momentum piece. Celesteela, either offensive or sub-seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they all do good, so it'd be interesting to see how the meta adapts. Absolutely. Especially now with Latios in here, too. That that really shakes a lot of these things up, too. I guess it's good they uh, ripped the Band-Aid off and let out all these monsters at once. So. It lets, I think it's Just pretty really good because it, as a last hurrah, it lets everything set itself up. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. Just so that right before BDSB comes, you really kind of get that whole thing shaken out, bounced out. Whether they all go up to UBL or if they go down to RU. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so. so we'll hop along to the next one, and that is regular old Cantonian Slow King. And I think it's pretty good. I remember I laughed at it being S rank in OU for a long time just because it never deserved that, if you ask me. But here we are. <laughs> it's fallen to UU. And um, I think the biggest thing that will come out of Slow King is, number one, a Latios check for at least a little bit, so long as it doesn't run Thunderbolt. Even then... Slowking's got a decent enough special defense stat. It probably could take one or two of them and then regen out. Mm-hmm. But it's that old combination of future sight, teleport, and regenerator all in one thing. It will enable a lot of other things to really pop off, like some fighting types, like maybe Kamo'o or uh, Mien Shao or things like that. Fighting types really take good advantage of the future sight. Uh, other things like Zarud. Also take adva- both take advantage of future sight being in the air because a lot of its counters don't like it, but also takes advantage of opposing slow kings because nothing in slow king does not like seeing Zarud at all. And occasional uh, flamethrower, but itself. yeah, it does not like Zarud at all. Mm-hmm. And then so. I think what Sloking will thrive on is not necessarily by itself, but what kind of other teammates it enables, while also being that Latios check for as long as Latios <laughs> remains unbanned. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting. It's it's good that they have another bulky water to give competition to some like things. Like, just run a wash in general. Just give some, just a different, mm-hmm. just a different flavor in there. Yep, exactly. 
So that's all I've got on Slowking, if you want to take the next one. Alright, so next we have Hydreigon, which had a really good time in this generation. It's been OU for quite yeah. a bit, and it fit really well, but I think, and just in general, I just, I think... With things like, I think Heatran was one of the big things that just kind of stopped it just because it can get, it can run like really good Spadef and Magnastorm just be able to wear it down pretty quickly that it wasn't Eh, able to really I I would argue against that. I honestly used Hydreigon as a good Heatran counter just because it can heal and has earth power. I think what mostly done it in was Weavile, if I'm being honest, and that surge. Because it... It was used as a knockoff absorber because it resisted it, but it can't come in on Weavile. That that's fair so. too. No, that's fair. And hail. Mm-hmm. And hail so. being also a big threat right now. Yeah, High Dragon just kind of whittled its way out of the format here. Mm-hmm. But now it's got it get, puts itself in an interesting place with the other dragons, both Salamence and Kamo in the format. But I think still, I think the fact is it's a good dark type, and I think it's going to be able to kind of keep a couple things at bay likely including the new coming glatias that just popped in can do a decent job there and uh even even does a good job uh uh, dealing with mandibuzz to an extent as well and it's still got still really good coverage it can be able to deal with some of the fairies that try to switch into it and i think overall it's going to have a good time be a nice partner Mm -hmm. to excadrill Oh, yeah. If Excadrill clears the way of fairies, then Hydreigon can run train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that one. I think it'll be a good pair with Latias, too, because they kind of have similar checks in fairies and steals in general. So if they can pressure each other. Yeah. And they do a decent job. They have good coverage to deal with those, too. Fires, mm-hmm. uh, fl- uh, flash cannon, things like that. Yeah. Just watch out for them sneasels, apparently. <laughs> those rogue sneasels. Those rogue random sneezels. <laughs> All right. Let's hop into another dark type, and that's Mandibuzz. And that one, I would say, just fr- from what I've read and what I can kind of think about, it's okay. And that's about as far as I would go as far as its overall viability. It's just okay. It does a lot of things that other Pokemon in the tier do as good as, if not better than it. Uh, for example, there's a lot of really good defoggers like... Let me just scroll down to here. Salamence is a good defogger. Rotom is a good defogger. That's just a couple. It's a good enough knockoff user, but there are better knockoff users like Crocodile, like other things <laughs> that I can't think of just from this top. Yeah, the top ten is like uh, top ten doesn't quite show all the. Let me let me yeah. peek the full it, list. It's got a slow U-turn, but oh, other you things still have got slow Crodont. It's got Crodont can spam knockoffs yeah. fairly well. Um, I know K- uh, Keldeo doesn't get knocked off. That's just a threat in the format. No, it doesn't. Uh, Tangrowth gets knocked off. Yeah, that's a big thing it has competition for. Yeah, I think so. I think with Tangrowth in the format, I think it because Latia. I think uh, Mandibus did really well in OU when it was more of a meta with thing when things like. Urshifu or Rillaboom were more popular where it was like able to really kind of try to check some of those fighting types or at least check check Rillaboom, you know, like dealing with those. Right. But it didn't really have a purpose anymore in OU. Most of the things, it can't really do well against these hail teams or most of the other offensive threats are more specially based or could work its way around Mandibus typing, so... 
Mm-hmm. And I would say that the thing that made it OU forever is the thing that's going to keep it decent in UU. And wh- I have said that everything does its job in a better way, but it's the only thing that does all of those jobs in one Pokemon. It's really good at roll compression. That's what Mandibuzz's selling point pretty much always will be, is roll compression. All in one Pokemon, it can do this. So long as you keep its heavy-duty boots intact and have some other form of knockoff absorb on your team, Mandibuzz is okay at doing a lot of jobs in one slot. Yep. So... That's its that's its big sell. Eat hit, keep rinse, it safe, defog, keep its shoes on. Turn. Yep. Exactly. Rinse, repeat, etc., etc. The life goes on. Mm-hmm. So hit us with our last new newcomer to UU Shark. Uh, the last newcomer is Swampert. I think with again with kind of the hail coming on with the freeze dry and everything, and just other I think just in general ground types not as good at this second when you have Lando T kind of doing pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. It was OU for far too long. And Swampert just kind of sells itself back down. It's going to be a good bulky water ground. It'll check Rotom Heat pretty well in the format. It'll set up Stealth Rock. It'll flip turn. It'll it'll do just whatever you need it to kind of just eat hits and give you momentum or smack things around. There's still things that'll keep it in check, but I mean, it's still going to have, it's going to have a good place. Even things like Keldeo in the formats can do a decent job kind of checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it can be specially defensive or physically defensive. The stats are the same. You just have to EV it correctly. EV it or slap an assault vest. Mm-hmm. Or pair it with other team members that just fill in the gap. Make it physically defensive and pair it with Wish Sylveon. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. And it'll enjoy and that. it's got flip turn now, which is real cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that will be the big thing. With Seismitoad coming into the format, it'll be a question of whether those two competing for that one kind of groundwater slot. Exactly, which goes back to... If Rain's a thing, Seismitoad will have more use. Or if if things like... I think if Keldeo pops off, you know, with a couple of things that... Honestly, Keldeo could pop off. Now I'm talking out loud here. Buzzwall gone. Excadrill's here. Hydreigon's here. Uh, Slowking is back. Oh, though, Slow so King. might keep it at bay. Oh, Slow King. You're right. Slow King will keep it at bay. And honestly, Latias, for as long as that's here, too. Yeah. Those two things would. Yeah. But, st- but I think Swampert being UU is what, what will push Seismitoad back to RU, I so. like I said at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I, I agree with so, that. Yeah. So there's other things that are just kind of generally happening in UU as far as just overall trends. I have personally loved seeing the continued fall of Regieleki, especially now that two new good ground types have entered the tier. So goodbye, you dumb Pokemon that mandates ground types on every team. Now we have Excadrill and Swampert. Keep falling, you goofy, goofy Pokemon. And Dickers Beast popped up in usage as well. So there's a lot of... And Crocodiles being the top of the format... And you still just have lurking Mamoswine, Nidoking, Rhyperior in in this in this format as well. It's like, yeah, no, but Regilecki is not going to have fun. Though there's a Get lot of flying here, types, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, oh, ex- there are. Except one of them is uh, Thunderous Therian. That does a good That's job a good stopping absorber, though. Regilecki. Yeah, in a different way. Um Zygarde is going to be kind of scary. 10% form, of course, because that's the only one that's allowed. Uh, Buzzwool was its biggest counter, and Skarmory can do nothing to stop it, because Thousand Arrows works like that. So, 
Yeah. Be on the lookout for Zygarde's. Nothing that came in is going to do an extremely good job. Some of them can, but it's just like none of them going to do that big of a thing. A lot of things get... Yeah, the closest thing I could see is Mandibuzz, honestly, just coming in and foul-playing, but it takes a lot of damage in the process. Yeah, maybe Swampert, similarly. Just be able to ice punch it back. Or even Flip Turn. It's got paper defenses, so that might do enough. Mm. If you leave Torrent active or something like that, you might accidentally hit Torrent. Yeah, you might actually hit Torrent. That wouldn't be too bad, actually. You could take you could probably um, EV Swamper to take two thousand arrows and be in torrent range to boost up flip turn. Yep. You could probably do that. With being stealth rock resistant, that's probably pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want my recommendation of what dragon to run in UU, I highly recommend Noivern, which has seen a lot of success in UU before, but with the things that entered, some of them like to set up subs and Noivern don't care. It's also faster than Latias and Zygarde. Uh, 10%. It's a defogger. Uh, that's what I would recommend. Just do Meteor Flamethrower Defog Roost and have a fun old time. Noivern's pretty darn good with the current trends. Yeah, that's pretty spicy, actually. Takes care of High Dragon, too. It's actually yeah. really spicy, given the kind of Pokemon that are in this format. Yeah. Yeah, Sub High Dragon doesn't like it. I think Gladius could even run the subsets, but yeah. Uh, I'm curious, which it depends on which Komo's are run, too, though. Well, kind of depends. Soundproof could be. Yeah, that's. Soundproof can check, can accidentally check, you know, the if you click boom burst on accident. Yeah, you typically wouldn't have it. I've seen Draco Meteor Flamethrower in most cases okay. just because those are its best moves. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I also predict that, you know, they, they unbanned Latias. I s- just looking at the feel and pulse of the surveys not surveys pardon me the uh, discussion forums um i don't think it's long for this world very honestly it's good that they're letting it out again now that huge changes came down in these pokemon but none of these pokemon really stop latias like slow king can slow it down if it's the wrong set mandibuzz can kind of slow it down maybe uh but if it gets the right move coverage or has a calm mind or something like that nothing that's new really stops it so there hasn't been a whole lot of changes that make it different than the last time it was banned so i don't think it's very long for this world it on teams without chancy you you still have to be just stupid careful from team preview yeah no yeah that's format yeah latias has a lot depending on the right the right set can tear through this whole format Mm -hmm. mystical fire was a terrifying addition to its moveset, oh. let alone Aura Sphere as well, but Mystical Fire mainly. I think like, even then, just, like, it stops its counters so well. It's like, mm-hmm. it's if they aren't set up, then if, if you're ahead and they're behind, then yeah, you win the race. Yep. Uh, in this world that's unkind to Rotom, with things like Excadrill, Latias, even Swampert in some cases, because the grass one isn't used here, in, in a world that's unkind to Rotom, Gyarados emerges from the depths of the sea to take over the world. So it gets one Dragon Dance up and you're gone because it's got such good coverage with Bounce, Waterfall, Power Whip. Uh, it can even run Substitute if you want and just pick two of those moves. Yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. So, no, looking at it, honestly, because yeah, with all the ground types that we talked about that are com- that have come in or that are still here... Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus the water types, you might shift Rotom Wash out. Rotom Heat's honestly probably still around, but I mean, that's 
one of the ones that Gyarados can check in the right. Unless it's Scarf, then Gyarados beats it. If you sub on the Volt Switch, too, that really throws off their game. Exactly. That's why Substitute Gyarados is so good. If if you choose the right moment to substitute, you can always avoid the Volt Switch. Um, and finally, the the last Pokemon that's been seeing a weird amount of success is Conkeldur. Apparently, in some recent tournaments, it's been having some really good success to the point that some people are calling for action to be taken on it. But I don't think anything will be done with Conkeldur before things are figured out with Latias and if it deserves to still exist here. Yeah, so. I think Latias is going to keep it in check for the short term. Yeah, he has yeah. some potentials here still. Yeah. There's still a good amount of dark so, yeah. types that it can take advantage of. But we'll see. Absolutely. And just Mach Punch is good. Um, Sk- Skarmory typically doesn't run flying moves from what I've seen. It usually is body press and then three utility moves. So it can sometimes even take that on, depending on what the, the offensive move is. Drain Punch is stupid. <laughs> and if Skarmory roosts at the wrong moment... Conkelder's slower. Yeah. So that that thing can be mean. <laughs> that's kind of UU in a nutshell, though. As I said, the spice rack is going to be just run Noivern. That's a uh, that's my recommendation. Yeah, well, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> I like it here. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah. Honestly, it's so fun. We've made the joke several times in the last years, but UU looks like last gen's OU. I, I <laughs> it really, really does. Really do. Oh, we just, I want to look at it real fast. I'm curious. What does OU look like <laughs> in freaking Sun and Moon here? Yeah, got, it'll be weird because Megas throw off things. I mean, you yeah. still got, well, what? Like, you've got Azu, you've got Celesteela, mm-hmm. you've got Clef- Oh, no. You, know, you got Excadrill. Excadrill was it? Oh, that's, oh, yeah. Excadrill and OU. Uh, yep. Uh, Halucha was, is, oh, Halucha fell down to UUBL. I'll mention that. Right. That, that was tech- it, it wasn't much of a change though because it was already UUBL, so it never it it quote unquote left OU. Thank God, but it can still be run. So uh, less thank God. Yeah, <laughs> that's my other pro tip. Don't don't run Halucha just because if you do, I hate you. <laughs> that's fair, but uh, but I mean yeah. Keldeo, uh, Jirachi, Kamo, uh, Renom Wash, Skarmory, mm-hmm. Tangrowth, Bulu. <laughs> These are all you. You. <laughs> There's a few that I'm skipping that are like good, like that are there, but still, like that's that's all the for sure OUs. I mean, there's a few that like mm-hmm. oh, enchant. Did I say I didn't say Chansey. That's even oh, with yeah, the yeah, that's yeah. even with Megas, and that's even with you know the Pokemon that still aren't here. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. I I remember at the end of uh, Sun and Moon. Mega Latios was generally regarded as the best Mega in OU too. So it, even though it's not the same, it's kind of funny that it's yeah. that it's down yeah. here. Oh yeah, when you think about that, it's like Mega Latios is there. Uh, was it a Mega Swampert Mega was probably OU somewhere? Mm-hmm. So this is basically doing the same thing. <laughs> this Swampert's well, this Swampert might be slightly better, honestly, just because it gets flipped turned. Yeah, Gyarado- Mega Gyarados was now OU. more than ever. Yeah, <laughs> right now with these. What one two with these six drops now more than ever UU is last gen's OU yeah. which is just it, it's hilarious mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah and so I think that pretty much brings to a close all of the tier shifts that have happened in the last three months we'll be keenly watching for the next ones so expect another episode like this in 
early January. Yeah, January is when it's projected, but we'll shift. see if the if something happens to tiering or I, I we'll see what the BDSP does exactly. immediately. We we are in the hands of how and when Pokemon Home is updated to allow things to come to Switch, if that even happens. We still don't know if it will. So definitely we're at the edge of our seats for the next couple of months. It's, what, less than 40 days till BDSP comes out? Yeah. In December, we may and be talking RTS about the out. BDSP tier. Exactly. <laughs> Once that gets developed. Yeah, we'll find out if that so. if and if and when that, is, that comes out. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, huh? For sure. It'll be interesting to say the least. So we will be back at you with another episode next month. Let me go through the uh, contractually required little bit that I have to say. If you like what you hear, there are more things on this feed, the Puckle Plus feed, to listen to. Things like the Trivia Rewind, the Trivia Show itself, and the TCG cast, which I'll actually be on again <laughs> this month. Ooh, I get to talk about TCG as well, which I've been having a fun time with. But listen in on those if you want some more puckly plus goodness and of course there is the main puckle show that happens every monday on the puckle feed p-u-c-l separate from this one you're listening to our lovely voices on that comes out like i said every monday if you like what you hear there's other ways you can support the show too you can donate through patreon that is what lets us sound as good as we do in most situations and it all goes right back to the community in things like stuff you can get and on top of that, also join the Discord. I can't stress that enough. There's a link in the show notes or description or however you're listening to this. That's where the magic happens. That's where you can talk with all of us via text, via voice. You can jump into a Unite room and try and get to Zapdos before someone else steals it from under your nose and play some Unite games there. The Smogon thread, the TCG thread, that is where the real Puckle magic happens on a 24-7 The draft basis, discussion so. thread as well. If you're into draft leagues, we have a fairly yeah. active community that has developed uh, out, like, while well, we do house our own draft league, you know, in the spring, summertime, we are still are playing in other leagues and definitely are there to chat around and help team build that kind of stuff there so that is really it pretty much pops tw almost 24 7 honestly especially in yeah. the overnights when you have a few australian listeners kind of spam <laughs> commenting and talking through things so while we're all asleep mm -hmm. buckle is worldwide mm -hmm. and so with that um Yep, I've said the catch you later bit. We'll come to the Discord bit. So Did we say twi that, uh, Twitch and YouTube? F oh my gosh, how do I forget this every time? Thank you, Shark, for keeping me in line. <laughs> I'm a goofball. Uh, watch us on Twitch. Watch us on YouTube. That is where we're starting to figure out a lot of new content and things like that. So catch us there for other puckly goodness, especially I think Thatch is regularly streaming on Twitch on Twitch. Tuesday, Thursday. I feel that's like. what he's. That's what he's tended to. I I've I've honestly missed a few myself recently. I know he's been kind of busier mm -hmm. this month, so it may have slowed down slightly. But I know he's planning to pick back up soon. If he if he is slowed down, it's picking up. So he's looking to get back into that. Uh, I know he talked about being on Unite, so you expect some of that. I mean, he, if not in this on Twitch, he is occasionally in voice chat on discord to play with people so definitely look there Absolutely. um and i know we're trying to host some sort of like 
board game type event every month now on Twitch as well, which that first one we talked about at the beginning of the show. I know next month right. that uh, Linian's been talking about doing a TCG cube. So that's right. He mentioned that to me. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. So that'll be fun yeah. to watch and do. So that'll be that so should catch be... in all the puckily goodness. Yeah, and I know with BDSB coming out, that's gonna we're gonna probably. I wonder if someone will be oh, doing yeah. some sort of playthrough on stream. So for sure, it'll be going nuts here in a month. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, and so with that, now that I've got my good friend Shark to keep me in line <laughs> and make sure I fulfill this contract, <laughs> I have been Seth Vilo. And I've been Shark Finnegan. And we'll catch you guys next month. Peace. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.